It's another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast. I'm your host, D.P. Sidhu. Joining me today, former Texans wide receiver, now turned Texans ambassador, yeah. <laughs> wide receiver Cecil Shorts III. Welcome, Cecil. Well, thanks for having me on today. We haven't had you here in this new digital studio in about a minute, right? Yeah. Since you were last here in 2015. Yep. And now you've moved back to Houston. Yeah, well, technically, we never left. You never left Houston. No. So after I was released here, I went to Tampa. That's right. I went by myself. Oh, you did? I went by myself. So the family and the kids stayed here in Houston. Yes, everybody stayed here. So my wife was pregnant with our uh, fourth child, Harper our baby girl, and then um, we had some family and friends down here staying with her while I was in Tampa. And okay. And when I came back, yeah, we just decided to stay. We loved it out here. And you only, I mean, I had to look back, and I thought, you've only played here one season. It seemed like you were here longer. It Maybe does. because that season was just, 2015 <laughs> was an emotional roller coaster. It was hard knocks. It's, it was like the longest season ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it seemed like you'd been here longer. And you just sort of fit in with everybody, with the wide receivers in the locker room. So it, to me, it seems totally natural that you ended up here, but was it tough to not move to Jacksonville? I know you spent a bulk of your career in Jacksonville. Yeah, it was tough. We were most familiar with that area. Um, but when my wife came down here, we kind of just fell in love with everything that was going on in Houston. We loved the food, the people. Oh, of course. It's cheap to live out here. A lot cheaper than Jacksonville. So Is um, it really? It is. It is. We had a home in Jacksonville, and it was, uh, let's see, about – $500,000 cheaper. <laughs> to Is live that out right? Here. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was a big, big difference. So we were pretty excited about it. I'd that. ask you why you won't move to Ohio, but I know the weather's a little bit better yeah. down here. Yeah, even we're, minus not, the- <laughs> we're not going back. It's, it's snow. We're not, we're not ever going back. We'll visit, but that'll be it. That's fine. That's that fine. You can do it. that in the summers. All right, you, you mentioned your uh, wife having a baby when you played with Tampa. Yes. And I mean, I follow you on Instagram, and you got some like big news happening. <laughs> In November, right? <laughs> yeah, so my wife uh, is pregnant with triplets. That's crazy and, to me, Cecil. Yeah, so it's crazy to us, too. It hasn't really hit us <laughs> sunk. you got a couple months for it to sink in still. Yeah, it's it's still surreal. So yesterday we had to trade in our truck to get a, a Nissan 12-passenger. Oh. Yeah, basically a bus. You need a mini bus because so you'll have, have the four kids. Van. You've got the four yep. little ones, and then you got three more on the way. So the ages are my son's seven. Uh, my daughter's four. My son's two, so he's still in a car seat. My daughter's one. She's still in a car seat. And then three girls. Oh, my so gosh. five car seats. That's going to – it's going to be so much fun for your kids. <laughs> um, I think you and your wife will be in, like, a little bit of a fog probably for a while. Yes, for a while. We'll be in the fog. But That's it, exciting. Holidays will be fun. Uh, we're, we're looking forward to it. It will be a lot of fun. You, you probably I, – I imagine you like big families. Well, I came from – I'm the oldest of six. You have six. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of know – you know yeah, what's up with that. I kind of understand, yeah. All right, that's exciting. You know, this time of year, it's it's pretty quiet around here. As you can see, there's a lot of construction going on. We're leaving for West Virginia in a few weeks mm-hmm. here for training camp. As a player, what would you have been doing this time of year? Like training. two weeks into training camp. Training for training camp? Training for training camp. Early on in the offseason, I would take my wife for a trip, me and, me and her, just go somewhere. Because um, once I get back, it's really trying to prepare uh, mentally and physically. For training camp, you know how training camp goes. It's early mornings, late nights, meeting all day. Uh, you're fighting for a spot in the team. Um, so right now, two weeks ahead of time, I'll be training. Uh, we'll kind of probably this will be uh, probably next week, probably our last hard week, and then we'll cut it down and then kind of just peak right for uh, training-wise, right for training camp. And then you're ready to go for training camp. And then you're ready to go. You're ready to go. Got your condition test coming up, and then uh, is that ex- is that an exciting time for 
for players? I, I mean, as a veteran, are you just like, oh, just get me to the season already? Or do you enjoy that sort of camaraderie of training camp? Me personally, I enjoy you it. You can tell to be the truth now because you're retired. I know, right? <laughs> I, I, I enjoy it. Um, but I like I like the competition. I like the uh, the togetherness it brings. Um, it's like a real grind, and I, I enjoyed that part of it. Do I get tired of it? Yes. How long After, before? How long before you're like that? I'm, the I'm, first two days, I'm like, all right, I'm over. Because it. <laughs> it's like Groundhog Day. Yeah, I take it. about five days, but I'm also not out there pounding I'm, against I'm other it. players. It's like, all right, you know, I'm just ready to play at least a game or go against somebody different. Because you get kind of old going against the same guys you go against every year or against you know in practice and OTAs and minicamp and then the same guys they know everything you do you know everything they do they know our plays we know their signals that's true because it starts <laughs> off in OTAs that you're going against the yeah. same guys we think of it like training camp you're going against the same guys it's, the only difference is there's a few more days with pads yeah. in training camp now when you came here in 2015 this has become kind of a popular thing to go against other teams in training camp we hadn't really seen too much of it until Bill O'Brien showed up in 2015, that was Hard Knocks year, right? It when was you were hard here, knocks, yeah. so we had Hard Knocks. Redskins. We, we had the Redskins. We the had big Richmond. Fight. Remember that? The <laughs> fights, plural. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget Richmond. Uh, did you ever watch fun. the Hard Knocks episodes? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. I, I remember did. JJ and Kareem at the end of one were like, "Let's get the bleep out of Richmond," yeah. and I thought I That's said the, the same thing yeah. to myself. It was time. It, it was, was time, time to get out of there. It was. Long overdue. How did you like those uh, joint practices? It's it makes it fun because, like I said, you go against like when I was here, we went against Kareem every day, go against J. Joe every day, go against Kevin Johnson every day. Like it gets old. It gets old. You know what they're gonna do? We know. Yeah, they're good. We're good. You know what I mean? So it, it's, it's you need it's, to it's you old. need to try your moves fresh. on somebody different. Exactly, because they know everything. So now it's like okay. I do this move. He knows I'm going inside, or he knows I'm running this route. <laughs> right. So um, it's like uh, it's fresh. So you get to really, really see how you are against, you know, good competition and against another team that hasn't seen you. All right. So after you left here in 2015, you had such a – I thought you had a great year here with the Texans. You, you had some injuries, but mm-hmm. we'll get into some of the highlights of that year. But I want to talk to you about 2016, what happened when you left here, because that's sort of where we left off the last time we talked to you. Yeah. You were here, you got released, you went to Tampa Bay, yeah. and then that ended up being your last season in the league. So yeah. walk us through what that was like, that whole process of making that decision to retire. Because you were healthy until December, right? December, you had a pretty significant knee injury. In Tampa yeah. Bay. So, honestly, I, uh, in my opinion, I had my best training camp here the year I got released. That's 2016, I think it was. I got released from here. and uh, So, you were in Tampa Bay for training camp. No. I you was were here, here for, for training, training camp. camp. Yeah, I was That's here. That's why it seems like you were here for longer than yeah. a season. So, you were here the entire off season. I was here when Fuller came in, Braxton came in, all them guys. Oh, that's right. So I was here all the way to the end. So it's Did you – let me ask you for a second. Did you think that the writing was on the wall when the Texans drafted – both of those guys, did you feel like that was going to be it for you? Or did you really feel like – because I felt like it was such a competition at wide receiver. It was uh, – I felt like it was a competition. Um, if you ask the guys, they thought it was right on the wall of our top receivers. We thought we knew who made the team. So it was at that time – Obviously Hop. Hopkins, uh, Will, obviously his first, first round, round pick. First round draft pick. Braxton, third round pick. Um, Jalen. Jalen Strong. myself. Mm-hmm. So if you ask any of them guys, those that's where the five. We all perform well in, in preseason and in practices and blah, blah, blah. Um, and come to find out, it was hurt, it kind of hurt me. that I, And I figured, okay, and you can see, the more you've been around the league, you can kind of see, all right, they like Braxton, perfectly fine. I'm here, and my thoughts is 
feed Bryce and everything I know. Because I can't play this game forever. Right. And for me, is I want to just help anybody that can come because I've been in a situation where in my rookie year nobody helped me. <laughs> I always find nobody, this. I always find this fascinating. About anything. I so know. My idea was just to help as much as I can with Braxton and Will. Any advice, even Mumphrey. I'm like, yo, this 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 encouraging them because it's tough. This game is tough. That's for a young kid. It's but tough. you never worry that the more I help him, like maybe he doesn't have that same attitude. And I'm not saying about these players in particular, but just like you said, nobody helped you no. in Jacksonville. But you never felt like. Well, what if they're not that way towards me and that might hurt me in the end? I always find it fascinating how veterans help younger players. I think it's fantastic. I think it gives you respect, obviously. Uh, Andre Johnson did it to DeAndre Hopkins. And and DeAndre Hopkins still talks about how much Andre affected his game. Yeah, I think um, it takes a a bigger man to understand it's, it's bigger than you. You know what I mean? It, for me, it wasn't about the game of football. I learned the game of football for free. So my idea is just to give it back and share as much knowledge as I know. Cause I want to see everybody be successful. I feel like we all can be successful. Well, especially if we're you're on here. the same, you're on the same team together. You want them to perform well because win. it's all going to be, it's going to well. right. We win. Everybody's, you know, it's it's just a, a team effort. Okay. And I, to me, I'm just a team player, and I knew I'm, I've never been a superstar, but I know I'm, I'm good in my role. So I'm like, if I get a chance to teach what I know. And I've seen the potential in Braxton, potential in Will, potential sure. in Mumphrey. I'm like, listen, here, listen, learn this, do that, try this next time, try that next time. It's just I just type of person I am. And I, I enjoy teaching. I enjoy coaching. I enjoy that part. But those guys, I think they're going to be awesome. And they all, everybody really has do. different skill sets. Obviously, what Will has, nobody else has no. with the speed. Not so many people in the league have that. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like with you, your biggest asset was your versatility. I felt like you did a lot of things really, really well. I felt like the coaches really liked you. You were such a leader in the locker room. You were a leader in the meeting rooms. I felt like that was sort of irreplaceable. I mean, you were able to you were able to throw a touchdown pass, Cecil. That was fun. That was one of the memories I've you have, you have a Yeah, I was going to ask you your favorite <laughs> memories as a Texan. For me, for sure, that Jets game when you threw that touchdown pass that to was, Alfred Blue. Yeah, that by far probably the, uh, one of my favorite memories as a Texan. You got to do it a few times with Jacksonville too. Yeah, I'm three for three in my career. You have a perfect passer rating. No, that's a good good way to retire. That's three a good for way three. to retire. <laughs> We're gonna end on that note. When they when they called you up and said, I mean, was that a, a play that you'd sort of practiced like for a so, long time, or did it just sort of pop up that week that that was something funny, you're gonna do? It's funny because, um, you know, that year we had a lot of injuries at quarterback, a lot of situations going on at quarterback. Right. So I don't remember exactly. That was what the it Ryan. Was. That was the Ryan Mallet year. It was the Mallet year, it was the Brian Horry year, the T.J. Nate Yates year, B.J. Daniels. We had a lot of quarterbacks there. A lot year. of quarterbacks, and um, they oh, what happened? I don't know. One of the quarterbacks was hurt, or maybe the top two were hurt. Ryan and Brian maybe were hurt because T.J. Ryan was out game. earlier because he he tore his pec earlier TJ, in the so year. Brian so he was had in. to be hurt because T.J. started the Jets game. Yeah, Brian might have had a concussion towards the end of the year. It could have been okay. So they were trying to figure out who's going to be the backup quarterback. And they were like, just asking people, hey, can you throw? Hey, can you throw? So <laughs> Bill O'Brien comes up to me like, hey, can you throw? I'm like, yeah, I can throw. And I'm thinking, you remember me throwing a touchdown against you last year? <laughs> you did. I threw a touchdown the year before. You did. Him. You did in 2014. <laughs> he comes back the next day. Hey, you were the a-hole that threw a touchdown against me last year. I'm <laughs> like, like, you remembered. <laughs> I'm like, now you remember. <laughs> yep, yep. So I played a little Wildcat that year. And, uh, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Jets game. Yeah, touchdown to Alfred Blue. Alfred Blue was so happy. I can imagine he was. To he was get like, a touchdown from he you. He was breaking it down that week. Like, listen, don't overthrow me. <laughs> we'll put it put it right here, Cease. Put it right here. I'm like, I got you, man. Just relax. I got you. Just trust me. I got you. So we practiced it a few times that week. 
And um, I've always been confident in my arm. Okay. Maybe a little overconfident. I played quarterback my whole life. So my whole life I played quarterback. When I got in college, my redshirt freshman year, they didn't move me to receiver. There's a guy named Pierre Garcon there. Um, of that course. Was, that was pretty good. But it moved to receiver. And, um, yes, yeah, so I was always confident in my arm. So I'm told, Blue, just relax. I got you, man. And that time <laughs> like, came, it, it's it like worked out fight. well. It worked out well. <laughs> yeah, that probably, you probably had an extra special bond with Braxton then, having gone through what you went through. And, obviously, he yeah. switched for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, to be able to make that move, obviously it's still in you to be quarterback when you need to be. Yeah, I uh, – <laughs> I just love quarterback. Quarterback is is a position where you get all the praise, or you get all all the, the blame, all the blame, and that's just something I loved in high school and a little bit in college. It is something I like to do. The ball is always in your hands, so you get to make the decisions. You probably like are the you're the boss, you're the coach on the field. Right. I, I enjoy that. I think this coaching staff does a really good job of taking everybody's talents and pulling out surprises. Were you here yes. when Arian Foster threw the touchdown pass no. to CJ? That mm-hmm. might have been. Before you got here, then yeah, I wasn't here with in that. 2014. Yeah, because I remember him giving the press conference afterwards, saying, "I'm just really great at quarterback." I mean, he was having so much fun with it. <laughs> like that was his moment to shine. He's like, "I just I know I have Aaron. a great arm. I'm just I a great Aaron. quarterback." <laughs> no, but Billy O is creative. He does a good job of using everyone's he talents. A, he does an outstanding job. Whoever, wherever your strengths are, your talents, he finds ways to. Used him. I think you saw that with Deshaun. The way he used Deshaun this past year was awesome. That's exactly what I was going to ask you because when Deshaun came in, he wasn't supposed to be the starter. It's not like he got all these reps <laughs> in OTAs. I mean, it was Tom Savage's team. And then yeah, after week one, it was very clear that it wasn't going to work the way things were set up. And then here comes Deshaun on a short week and week two against Cincinnati on Thursday night football. You've got all these injuries at wide receiver. And we all were just sitting there thinking, how is this going to go down? And, yeah. you know, I think it was a perfect storm. Like you've got a very talented kid. With a lot of confidence, you've got a coaching yeah. staff that adjusted on the fly and was yes. able to do that. How much of the Texans games were you able to watch last year, and how much of Deshaun did you follow? Um, I pretty much watched all the games almost. You did? Um, yeah. Um, I liked. Uh, I followed Deshaun a lot. I liked him in college. Did you? Did, I was going to say, did you watch a lot of him? I liked him. It's yeah. funny because Hopkins would say, even back in 2015, he would say, Cecil. Because we would always try to – I always try to keep up with the incoming class. I just like it. I like – like NBA draft, I follow all the kids. Oh, okay. NFL draft, I kind of try to keep up. I just, it is fun to me. I've been doing it since I was little. So he's like, see, so I'm telling you, Deshaun is it. Best quarterback, best quarterback. He, he did. Was, he was saying this since 2015, since he was in college. But did you think, okay, you're just biased because it's Clemson? I was thinking that, then I watched him. I'm like, well, the kid's good. <laughs> the kid, yeah, like the he might be solid. onto something. <laughs> the kid's solid. But he, he has uh, the it factor to me. He has the it factor that I think Houston – has been missing from a quarterback position probably since they came into the league. Because Schaub was awesome. Schaub was good for, for a few years. He was a superstar. You know what I mean? Right. He was good. He was a good player, but he wasn't a superstar. I think the, his superstar potential in Deshaun, um, and not just because of his legs, but he, he has an incredible. It seemed like the locker room when he got here, all these veterans, you normally see them act very differently towards rookies. But every it. how everyone acted around Deshaun was – it was really entertaining to me to see, like, J.J. and Clowney and Hopkins and all of them just sort of, like, that you know, standing around him and chit-chatting with him. He wasn't a rookie. He seemed like he came in, and they, they, they were just in awe of what he was able to accomplish in college. They, that shows respect. Um, it shows his, his aura, just being around him. People gravitate to him, um, and it shows his leadership. He was able to, as a rookie, and how many games did he play? Seven, eight? Seven. 
seven games. Six those, starts. In those seven games, he was able to basically take over the NFL. <laughs> I mean, the highlight reels. <laughs> the highlight reel every You got Warren was, Moon. You've got everybody. You see this all the time. Right. And uh, it was incredible what he was able to do. And I think um, a few factors come into play. I think Will Fuller took full advantage of that. I think, um, and they only had four games together. Yeah, how many Isn't touchdowns that did he have in those four games? He had like six or seven in just those four games. I think if everybody stays healthy, this could be a very special, uh, special group yeah. this year and for years to come. I know everybody is just wants to see these guys finish out the year, especially the way last year ended. Yeah. When you look at DeAndre Hopkins, obviously you came in here. He was a few years into the league. He'd pretty much established himself. Yeah. What about his growth and where he's able to? Where, where he has solidified himself in the NFL among the other receivers. He's the best in the league, if you ask me. Um, definitely top five. He's up there with the Julio Jones, the, the Antonio Browns, the Odell Beckhams. Um, he's in he's in that category. And um, I think just his growth as a leader, his growth as a route runner, um, he's always been able to catch the ball. His hands are, I mean, as big as his laptop right here. <laughs> but... Um, he does have really, really uh, – it's like he can't drop anything. Sometimes you watch other receivers in other games. It's incredible. Drop passes that, lo- that are difficult passes to catch, and I always think – I feel like DeAndre catches everything that comes it's in his fair. general area. It's not fair. His it's hands fair. are really like super 3X, 4X size hands, and he just snatches the ball great in the red zone. But I think just his route running ability and his ability at the line of scrimmage should be physical. Because a lot of guys at receiver try to be finesse, and they think they can't be, especially young receivers, and they can't be as physical as a defensive back. You can be as physical, just as physical as them. And if you are physical like DeAndre is, it's a, it intimidates them. Because mm-hmm. now they got to adjust their game to you. They already don't know what's going on. They're already playing backwards. Now they got to adjust their game because he might hit me in the helmet or he might hit me. He's going to be just as physical with me as I am with him. And on top of that, he can run. he's fast enough to get behind you. He's He runs very good routes now. Um I feel like that's something he learned from Andre Johnson because Andre Johnson was very physical too. He was very physical. He was also a much bigger receiver. Yes. Um, and I think people, because he's uh, – no, nah, I think uh, – excuse me. I think DeAndre's a little taller than Andre maybe. Um, it's it, It's got to be close. He might be. Definitely slimmer. But people th- yes. I think people get confused with the slim, but he's strong. He's, he's strong. very strong. And um, <laughs> I think he uses that to his advantage. So, yeah, I, th- I think he's definitely a top-tier receiver in this league, but easily. Either to me, as me, he's number one um, with a close – if I could have 1A, 1B, 1C. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, he'll be one. Um, and he's not really had consistent quarterback play. The fact that he's able thing. to put up the same numbers without the chemistry. The if you look at the other receivers, you have an Eli Manning, a Big Ben, a Matt Ryan consistently consistent, A consistent year, quarterback. Whereas he hasn't, and he still put up these type of numbers. So, and even last year, he didn't really have Deshaun because the two of them were not on the field together, even in training camp. Hopkins was out of training right. camp. He had he had a wrist thing going on, and then in OTAs, Tom Savage was getting most of the reps. So it, fe- it felt like it was week two when they both started, like leading into that practice when they really got to get a lot of reps together, first team reps. See that that's scary for the other teams. And now they've had this whole off season. They had the whole off season. They've been working together this whole off season. Training camp's coming up. And they're out in L.A. right now, now, too, I believe, out in California. Them I think too. I've seen that on Instagram. On Instagram with yeah. Todd Gurley. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's exciting. That's exciting. We'll see what happens. Did you ever do that when you were in the league? Did you ever go out? Um, I know you guys probably with with your quarterbacks, but did you ever go with other players and work out in different different states? Yeah. Different. So like, I used to go what to was some, what were some of the places that you went? I used to go to Minnesota every year and work out with Larry Fitzgerald. 
Um, how did I get connected with Larry? I was like, how did you my get connected? My receiver coach in Jacksonville, Larry, oh, not Larry, Jerry Sullivan. Um, he's actually the LSU receiver coach now. He uh, he worked with Larry back when he was younger, and he kind of just put me on with him. And for like four years straight, I was going out there working with that Larry. That is exciting. Living with Larry. You uh, live with Larry? And you got to just practice. Yeah, so we like. What's Larry up? Fitzgerald like? Well, for his work ethic is unbelievable. He works like I've never seen before. It's it's incredible. He gets up in the morning. He has somebody, you know, a chef making him breakfast. He'll eat, come to work out. He'll be the hardest working guy there. He's competing. He's talking trash. He's going. Then he has a massage. And he has taking care of his body. He'll eat again. I mean, it's just everything is laid out. And he works like he's, you know, he's made tons of millions of dollars. But he worked like he's trying to make the team. Is that right? And it's incredible. And it, it, it inspired it inspired me and, and everybody that worked out with him, because um, it was just like a kind of like an open workout. So, so other receivers would come in and yep. work out with him. Yep. So it'd be like uh, a Golden Tate would come, or uh, Kyle Rudolph would be there. Um, it was it was a lot of guys that would just come out and just work with him, and we would just grind together. And it was it was a it was an awesome time. Yeah. Really I mean, who was throwing you all passes out there? So his quarterbacks were out there. Carson was out there. Um, my quarterbacks would come. Blaine Gabbert at the time, I think, came out a few years. Um, Drew Stanton was out there. It was a lot of Arizona guys that were out there. Um, and he would make the Arizona receivers come. So it was about five or six of those guys. Was Bruce out Ellington out there at the time? He was with Arizona. I can't remember if that was I don't remember was around Bruce that time. I don't remember Did you Bruce ever meet Bruce? I never met him. I never met him. But I like his game. I like his game. I think he can he can do some things this year. He literally showed up to training camp when Will Fuller went through down. San Fran, right? Yes, through San Fran. He had he's got a missing um hamstring muscle, like sort of what Andre Johnson had. And so Andre linked Wait, him up what? with his actor. You know, like there's like a mu- there's like different muscles in your leg. Okay. I want to say it's his hamstring. He's missing He's missing a whole he's missing hamstring. Like a muscle. There's like four oh, of them. Oh, piece of it. Okay, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, like you. three or four. You. He's he's got only three left. And there's a name for it. I'm just it's like a really long name, so I'm definitely using shorthand and it's probably not the right terminology. <laughs> but he's missing a muscle in his leg. That's yeah. very important. But he's able to play the game and he showed up to training camp and like the first day he was making these amazing catches. Mm-hmm. It seems like and he's also out there with Deshaun Watson right now in California training. Well he's he's a Carolina boy too, isn't he? Isn't he, he is. South Carolina? South all Carolina. Carolina boys stick together. It's like the Carolina guys <laughs> and then the Clemson guys and now they're all one they all get along once they're in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. But I think I think So you did Minnesota too. and you would work out there and then you met you you met a ton of receivers. Yeah, obviously I that met way. Tons of guys that way. Um not only receivers though, I mean defensive ends that come out there, D B S that come out there, all types of stuff would be out there. So and there was some pretty big names out there, but um it was competitive. That's the thing. It was com- like an opportunity to compete against the best and learn from watching Larry just be able to learn from the best. Not only his work ethic, but how he takes care of his body. He would put us on with his doctors like, hey, you should work with this doctor. And I were out and a guy named Dr. Josh, and he is amazing. <laughs> Outstanding. But he would put us on in different things and just learn. Like you're learning from a veteran. It almost seems like it's you're at a disadvantage if you don't do something like that in the off season. If you're just out chilling you on your own in the off season while all these players are working with professionals and getting better. Yeah. There's really no off season then for NFL players. Not it's much not. of one anyway. It's it's not. It's just the off season from the coaches. You get away from the coaches, you get away from um being in the building cuz once you're here, you're here. Once training camp comes, the guys will be here until what the end of the year. And hopefully that's in February. So um 
yeah, it's, it's good to get away, but you're always grinding. You're always taking care of your body. And once you find a good place and find a good trainer, um, you kind of stick with that person. And then, you know, you build your guys and, like, camaraderie. Because you, you see Deshaun and uh, and uh, DeAndre going places and Bruce. But it's people that are everywhere. Like, you got Julio. He he goes out. Matt Ryan takes some guys out. I, I'm not sure where. Even Brock. Brock took us out when we were You here. guys went out to Arizona, right? Did we go to Arizona? Yes. Yes, we worked out of Arizona I remember State. everybody being really excited about that year, which it's Arizona unfortunate State. that it worked out the way that it did. But everybody was excited that there was – a quarterback with the receivers and everybody was out there and it was going to be it was it was going to be a lot of good. but you know what it just seemed it just goes to show you that everybody's doing that these JJ used to take guys up to his cabin in Wisconsin I was actually here for that I went up there Did with you him. go up there too I went up there with him yeah What's a cabin like I've seen pictures it, look, it doesn't look like a cabin No it's, it's not a cabin It's, it's pretty like, souped up Yeah it's it's whatever you want to call it but it's not a cabin, <laughs> it's <not> a cabin. <laughs> I mean they're long It's logs. pretty nice it's they're pretty nice and you're out in the country right Yeah you were in the middle of nowhere I don't know where we were in Wisconsin. I'll probably never go back to Wisconsin. You won't. But uh, it was. Uh, it was. I'm sure was the nice. weather was nice in the oh, middle the of summer. Was, the weather was perfect. Guys. And there were a lot of guys that went that year. He did it. I think a couple of years. Thirty-five, thirty, thirty, thirty-five guys. You were, there. yeah. I think you were part of the year where a lot of the guys. It went. was a lot of a lot of guys. So that was in. That was big time. That was, was before the. Jet. It was. It was big time. Was that before 2015 or before 2016? You'd already that played was a season. 2016. So I okay. played a season. I was going into. Uh, Yep, training camp. So that was after his 2015 season. Yeah. Which was like his last really big season, healthy. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And so you guys went up there and trained. What was that like? It was fun. We was working with the guy that he works with. Um, and it was good. Just team building. Um, you got to know some of the guys. Was it like better. really regimented? Did he have like a schedule for you guys like every day? I know he brought in his family to cook yeah. meals for you guys, oh, which is really amazing. Listen, listen. listen. His Let's mom talk about the food. See some important things. Let's talk about yes, the food. His mom and dad put on a – oh, they cooked every day, and it was so for good. For all of you guys. Breakfast every morning, lunch and dinner. It was outstanding. What would it they make? Ridiculous. So breakfast would be, I mean, because it had to be healthy, sausage oh, or not. No, it was just good food. Oh, just it, good. It food. could have been the healthier side, but it was just, <laughs> it was just delicious. Like whole wheat food. pancakes. Okay, delicious food. <laughs> um, so you know, breakfast is you know pancakes, waffles, sausage, eggs, grits, the whole nine. Anything you wanted, orange juice, anything you wanted, it was out there. Lunch, um, they would barbecue some days. So it was it was awesome. I mean, it was amazing. We so got to getting, ride four. It was it was amazing. You got it to ride four wheelers. Oh, I do yeah. remember some of those a, Snapchat videos. Time, he really took care of us, um, and it was good because I got to know a few of the guys on the team. But I still, I actually talked to Ben Jones the other day. He called me and said, "You got triplets coming." <laughs> <laughs> he ain't say hello. He ain't say nothing. <laughs> That's the he first said, thing you he got said. Triplets coming. I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> but I got to know him better and other guys because you you're in a. Uh, uh, you know, in a, in the country, nothing else to do but get to know each but other. But get to know each other. That's, That's a, the ultimate team bonding. So it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Did you have a different perception of JJ after that trip? I know you'd already played a season with him, but you were in Jacksonville, so you obviously mm-hmm. knew what JJ could do on the field. Yeah. But then after spending spending time with him here and up there, like what it, you know, what were your perceptions of, of um, him after that? You yeah. got to meet so his whole family. I got, I got to meet his whole family, and I just uh, you always had a respect for somebody when they when they're that great. Um, and then my first year here, we talked a little bit. We would clown a little bit. But really getting in a place like that in his hometown or his, you know, his his place with his family, I got to know him better. Um, I got to see the regular J.J. instead of more of the J.J. what everybody else. In-season J.J. You know what I mean? Because in-season, everybody's business-like. We're of going, course. we're going. 
kind of you know uh the the position groups would stick together and go out to eat and stuff like that so we don't really get to hang out with um or me per se i got a family so i didn't get to really hang out with everybody else all the time so just to see him and get to know him a little better it just brought a whole different light and it was pretty cool it was pretty cool to see him just be regular just to be around his brothers having fun talking trash so it was, it was cool it was cool did you guys go out and about in wisconsin a lot or did, were you pretty isolated oh yes like what? So what's it like going out played, with JJ in Wisconsin? We went together to play. Uh, I think they went go kart racing one day, but I didn't go because my stomach was hurting. I think I ate too much from <laughs> too many from pancakes, the, <laughs> too many pancakes and sausage for much. Cecil. But the last day, I think, or the last night we were there, we played laser tag. Okay, laser tag. Yeah, laser tag. I feel and, like that um, is something that happened. I, I just remember on Snapchat yeah. he was having so much fun posting all these videos, well, and everybody that's else was. His team was winning. <laughs> and my team was we lost, but I had the worst score of both teams. You did. I I was terrible. I did, and they he let me have it for like three the whole season. He just never talked because you were so bad at laser <laughs> I was tag. So bad at laser Why tag. Why were you? What do I mean? You you're like I'm busy. I don't have time to practice laser tag. Uh, yeah, he's he's like <laughs> an expert, and I'm like yeah, I'm just like the opposite. So, <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. We had a good time. All right, so six you played six years in the NFL. When you yeah. look back, I. A favorite memories on and off the field. I, I have to imagine that's got to rank up there with some of your favorites. But give me, give me, give me a taste of what your favorite memories. Uh, favorite memories in Jacksonville. We used to hang out all the time. Probably why you weren't so good, but we used to <laughs> hang out all the time. <laughs> like by the water. <laughs> so we Jacksonville's would, really pretty. It's it's pretty. Um, so we would go play basketball all the time. Actually, <laughs> we used to play with a guy named Grayson Allen. Yes, that sounds. Duke Stars got drafted yeah. by Utah, and yeah. he was in he was in high school in Jacksonville then. So we used to go hoop with him. Oh wow! Probably like once a week, and it would be. So you guys a, were like really great at basketball, though. Probably playing with him. Yeah, or you get beat. So I mean, well, listen. So it's funny because you can be NBA ready in basketball at a very young age, whereas okay. well, you can't be NFL ready at a young age. It takes time because you have to be you're going against really grown men here. Of course. And it's just a more physical game. But NBA, you can be a lot ready at a lot earlier age. So I'm saying that to save myself because <laughs> we're we're setting up I was checking Grayson the whole game. Okay. Um and the first time we play, I'm, I'm like, let this high school kid get me. I'm like, come on, well, come on. <laughs> so I'm in his face, I'm talking trash and he gave me work. Like wow. he was hitting shots everywhere. He dunked on me. And I never heard the end of it from the guys. <laughs> Do you still keep in touch with him? Um, from time to time, yeah. You from do? From time to time, yeah. Okay. Him and he had a group of friends. We kind of all went to the same church, and then we, we would hoop together. So, yeah, we actually keep in touch a little bit, yeah. So that's probably one of my favorite memories there. And as a group of receivers, or really, all of us kind of hung out. We used to go out on the town at night a few times, or a lot, when it was in Jacksonville, and we would hang out. It would be times where they just come over to the house, we will watch the games. I think that was when LeBron was in Miami, so um, they would come over to the house, and they would I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, so they give me trash <laughs> about LeBron leaving all the time. But we of course. Over, I mean, Thursday night games, we would watch them over my place, or we would go to another person's place. We used to hang out, and it was a lot more uh, family-oriented there because um, we were there with each other for so long. I got to know the same guys for four years. You really much. did. It's like college. You think, if you 2011 think to 2014, right? Th- yep. Those were your years in Jacksonville. Yep, so uh, those memories probably be some – some of my favorite uh, on the field. I've got to be throwing the touchdowns. They got to be. You had a lot of great throwing memories one. here in Houston. Throwing one, not necessarily two. playing for Houston. <laughs> you mentioned the one with the Jags. You yeah. were with the Jags, and yep. you you got the touchdown pass here. Then you had the other touchdown pass here with the Texans. Yep. 
a year later. It's been a lucky stadium for you. Yeah. For whatever reason, I always had a good game against the Texans. But that comes, Those are some matchups. It is. And division games are tough because you know each other. And, um, yeah, they're always tough. You know each other. You know their schemes. So we did a good job of scheming. We had a battle here one year, 2012, Justin Blackman. I'll never forget this game. So – um, Justin Blackman, Justin that's Blackman's. a blast. That's a blast from the past. Oh yeah, and not not go out on the limb and say I say this all the time. Justin Blackman would be a top five receiver today if he he was that talented. I played with Mike Evans. I played with DeAndre Hopkins. I played with Justin Blackman. He is a top five receiver in the NFL. That's such a shame. That's such a shame. It's it's crazy. But his breakout game was actually here in this stadium. Andre Johnson went for like two hundred something yards. Um, in two thousand, that was a fun season. Twenty twelve, and mm-hmm. then. Uh, Justin Blackman went for like 200-something, 240-something yards. And uh, we all played really good on offense that day. We just couldn't stop each other. <laughs> it was like – that was that, was that the overtime game? That was the overtime game. That was game. here, right? He caught, he caught – Yeah, uh, those back-to-back Andre, overtime games. Andre caught the screen and took it to the house. Amazing. Heartbreaking. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. We had some fun that game, even though we lost. Um, it was that always was fun a- when you score a lot of points. When you look at this division now – because now Jacksonville is a completely different team than it was even a year even a year ago last offseason. Like, it feels like every offseason we talk about how Jacksonville is going to be so so strong on defense. They've got a lot of weapons. But last year we really got to see it. I think, I think the game that gave them confidence was the first game of the year last year against Texas here. I really think that game. You think had, had they not won that game it would have been just a different? I don't think it would have. I think they, they're a good team. But I think momentum and confidence. Of course, you yeah. can't. When you have momentum and confidence, you are, you're up there. You're going to be a good team. You you can just. I mean, even the year I was here, 2015, we started off two and five. But once we beat Cincinnati, we got on the road. That's right. We that game changed the whole season. It changed the whole season. And we, we had going, some tough losses. Yes, and that, that year that just that just changed the whole momentum. We them making the playoffs that year. Um, but that game for Jacksonville, I think that changed things. They that defensive line was incredible. They 10, were just 12 sacks that game. 10, 10 sacks. I mean, and it was – there were so many Tom. injuries. They were <laughs> – I did. Tom I felt bad. For He's not a mobile guy. So he really They're, didn't have much time to do anything. Um, and so you had kind of had to put somebody that can move back there. And it worked out well for Houston. Cause well, I, I always wonder if, if that game hadn't gone the way that it had, would Deshaun have gotten that start in week two? Never I think know. they had – they, I think to throw a rookie out there when they did, they really – you're right. They didn't have a choice because there was no other way – You had to get – you had to move around. To, to to move against a defensive line like that. You had Calais coming. You had the guy from Florida coming. You had uh, – I mean, oh, it, they had three, four guys coming in. They were fresh coming in and – There's a lot of depth there in that front seven. That's for it's sure. It's serious. It's serious. So, if you look at the division, I think Jacksonville's up there. I think Houston, if they stay healthy because you got Merciless coming back. You got J.J. coming back. Um, but Clowney has really stepped Clowney, into his own. Uh, Clowney is – we always said this. <laughs> Clowney has um, – as good as J.J. is, naturally Clowney – He just wakes up it. like that, right? He just has it. Right. Like the Lord just blesses some people with extreme talent, and that's just what Clowney is. He is that good when he wakes up in the morning. Well, that, the combination always been that the good. combination of size <laughs> and speed is just – it still boggles my mind how someone that large can move that fast. I tell you what, and he didn't realize – I will always tell people, you'll know when Clowney realizes how good he is. Like, you'll know it. Has he realized? Do you think he's realized he it now? He realized it now, yeah. Now he has. Pro Bowl, all pro, he's realizing it now. But before, when I was here before, he didn't He didn't realize how good he was. He was still immature. He was still doing silly things. But, I mean, he's a regular 22. Yeah, <laughs> and he still is. Kid. He still is silly. But I think all those injuries 
It was really, frustrating. It, it was frustrating for him, and for it him to come back from it was yep. – and he probably had to block out a lot of noise yep. being the number one overall I'm very pick. Very proud of him. Very, very proud of him because he like you said, being number one overall pick and then having so much uh anticipation and so much hype coming into expecting him to be team up with JJ and expecting him to be this this superstar. And it, he was good, but he wasn't himself because of the injuries. And you weren't with him when he actually came back and started playing. Well, he was still dealing with the injuries when yep. you were here, right? Yeah. Because he'd had the microfracture. Yeah. He he was working his way back from it He was it working still. his way back. He might have played a few games, but he wasn't himself. Yet. Yet. Now, the next year, 2016, in preseason, he started to become, if I'm mistaken, himself a little bit. He started getting a little more confident. Like that's, Again, confidence. <laughs> a lot of people try to teach young kids about confidence, even grown men. You can get confident about yourself. That changes everything. Confidence and momentum changes changes so much. You mentioned Jonathan Joseph and Kareem, like you went up against them a lot in practice. How about the fact that Jonathan Joseph's still playing in this league? Oh man, he's he's, he's just got legend. another contract. He's a legend. I'm I'm he's I was so here. happy for I was so happy <laughs> that the Texans brought him back because I feel like even if he is just there during a practice week, you know the, what he offers the younger receivers, the younger DBs, his knowledge is invaluable, his right? Knowledge is like nothing else in the game. And you probably got to because I see him talking to receivers all the time. Like I literally would talk to him when I was in Jacksonville. I would talk to him after the games in Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, he would come to me. Hey, hey, you had a good game. They would like blow us out. They come to me. Hey, you had a, <laughs> hey, you had a good game. <laughs> this is what you need to do next. Just try to work on this, this, and that. And he we'll did. have a whole conversation after the game. He did. Why would he do that? He just loves it. That's the type of guy he is. That's amazing. And if he sees he sees something in somebody, he just wants to help him out. So when you came here and now you're on the same team as him, yeah. Then what was that? What was that relationship like then? It just grew. It just grew. We 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 got to um, just really talk um, talk football, of course, but just about life. Because yeah, he's got uh, those kids. Guys, those guys are awesome, man. They the welcoming I got here. Cause it's like going to a new school. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so I come here. First day I know of school. Love everybody, but I don't really know nobody. So I'm keep it to myself. J. Joe show love. Kareem show love. All the guys just show love, and it, it made my transition easy. And uh, I'll always remember the times I had here. It was it was definitely special. Because you didn't really know anybody other than playing against them. You didn't really no. have any college connections no. or high school connections. Sometimes no, no. guys walk in here and they already know each other from something else. Not no, at all. so it was kind of just by myself. So it was definitely uh, cool to for them to come up to me and you know kind of make a warm welcome for me and kind of invite me in. We used to argue about basketball all the time. And <laughs> he's a huge basketball. You were the, probably the only Cavs fan. I was the only Cavs. It's a lot of yeah. LeBron fans. Not there are Cavalier, a lot of LeBron not fans. Cavalier fans. Right. So. I always hear them discussing LeBron and MJ oh, yeah. in the locker room. Oh yeah, that's always a those big are argument. fighting words in there. Always a big argument. Always. <laughs> All right, so what advice, like, you, I mean, you've gotten so much advice over the years, but now if you look back as a rookie, what advice would you give yourself, knowing what you know now after being in the league all these years? What advice would I give myself? Um, oh, I think early on, just believe in myself. Just really know you belong. Um, for me, coming from Division three school, I dealt with a lot of doubt my rookie year because it's like I'm going against guys that, you know, play at Ohio State, play at U of H, play at Texas. You know, why am I getting the opportunity? Do I really belong? And just trusting, like, yo, you're just as good as them. And it took a whole year for me to realize that, that I can play at this level. And it's just uh, so early. You just on, had to get a year under your belt, you think? Because you, you had some big games. Yeah, I had, some, I had some good years in Jacksonville, but it was just I had to understand how to be a pro 
early on. I didn't know because in college, I, I had the same coach. My coach was there for 25 years. So we had the same playbook, the same everything. I didn't really have to study. We would watch film on opponents. But I didn't really have to study, like, my plays and everything. So I had to learn how to be a pro. When, and then that was the lockout year I got drafted. So they, I didn't show 2011. up to, I'd get 2011. I didn't show up until training camp. And the first day they give you this big old book. So I'm like, how am I supposed to learn this? I didn't. <laughs> it's day <laughs> I one. It's day one. And, and I already didn't, I've already got to fail this test. It's 50 plays in one day. That's, you like, know, I just feel like that's uh, such a disadvantage for so many guys. But, you know, I look. you look at like JJ was the 2011 yep. year too. Yep. So it's just you just look back and you think that's it was such an unfair start. It was a lot an unfair of, start, especially for guys <laughs> like you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you have to learn yeah. a playbook. Yeah, so definitely um, just believe in yourself and and learn how to be a pro early on. Build relationships with people early on. Relationships take you as far as you as you want to go. Um, this is the ability to know people, to interact with people, and I learned as time goes on. Um, this to continue. I mean. It's simple. Just having manners. Just treating people. With just respect. having manners. I like that. <laughs> Cecil says, you know, just have manners. Just, just treating people with respect. Um, it I, seems I very simple. It seems very it simple. It seems very simple. But you're right. Like you're, you got to be networking. But I promise you, and getting guys, to know people. It's guys that play in the NFL for 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 years. Look at them, McCown brothers. They do things the you're right, right way. They just do things the right it's way. Amazing. So coaches <laughs> love them. You see what I'm saying? They're not great players, but they know they're going to be the first one in, the last one to leave, and the hardest working guy in between. And if you can get that in your head early, you and you stay healthy, of course, you can play a long time in this league. So especially, especially at that position where they just all, need guys to be gosh. in the be in the room to learn That's to help it. mentor the younger players. That's it. Know your role. I think a lot of guys try to be the guy, but instead of embracing the role that you're in, if you if you are great at your role, <laughs> you'll play a long time. You'll be a great player at your role. You always seem like a good mentor type to the younger receivers. Have you ever thought about going into coaching or anything like that post post playing career? Yeah, so, like maybe at a younger. I mean, NFL coaching is like serious hours. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I don't know if you got the time. I don't with, got the time with, with all these kids, kids coming. <laughs> <laughs> but high school, I'm thinking about. I'm, you are thinking. I about am it. thinking about why high school. Uh, I remember Andre Johnson said this to me once too. Why, why well, high school? Well, college is too transient. It's you say I'm at the University of Houston. And we have a great year, and the head coach gets hired at UT. Now we're all up, boom, leaving Houston, going to Austin. That's true. And say we have a bad year. Say we have a good couple years, and then the third, fourth year we're struggling. We get fired in our fifth year. Now we're going to the University of Delaware, all the way in Delaware. It's just too much going on, and I need more stability for myself. If I was single or with no kids at all, of course, I would would, uh, um, pursue it per se. Um what about recruiting? The recruiting. That's a that's recruit. a lot of that's a lot of that job too. I know, I'm not. I think you'd be a good I, recruiter. Don't sell I yourself think short. I'd be a good recruiter, but I don't want to tell a kid, 18 years old. You're, you're the next you're big the Tom next, Brady. You're the next Brett Favre or something. I can't do that. I know. There's a lot of that that I'm you have like, to do. You're a good player. We love to have you. Blah blah blah. I think I because they don't want to hear you got to be a pro. Yeah, I would think I, I at that wanna, age. They don't want to hear what I got to say. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> you're a good player. We want you. Need to develop. You know. Um but high school, because you can, at that age, is a critical age where they're finding themselves, um, they're going, they might be going through a lot at home. It's a good time to, not only for them to grow in football, but in life. This is you could really have an impact on on so. a kid's life at that age. So. Those preteen years, they're really formidable and important. So. I think so. I think so. If you look back, if you ask a lot of the coaches, a lot of the players here, who their high school coach was, 
they could say they their always name. remember. They always remember. Some of them still talk to them. So that age, I think, is 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 critical. You'd be a good like life coach, motivational speaker. <laughs> Thank you. Because you do a lot of youth group <laughs> stuff. I'm totally serious. I do. I do. You do. I you do. you you're I really do. good with the kids. I do. I love I love the kids. Um, I was I was fortunate and blessed to have good role models growing up. Father figures in my life with my father, with many other coaches, my uncles. Um, so I had good men in my life um, that were there for me. And I just want to do the same for others. That's all. All right. And now you're going to be a Texans ambassador. I'm so, I'm so excited about this excited role. I'm excited about that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be so fun. So you're going to be out at different events. You'll yes. be signing autographs. You'll be yes. meeting fans. You'll get to – we'll probably have you on radio. Oh, please. please. A lot more. I really That'll missed having you on when, uh, when you left. That will be fun. Yeah, we'll definitely do it. That'd good stuff. Good and then you've got the kids coming, so. Yes, yes. We got three girls. <laughs> I'm like, you can't give me one boy? <laughs> so now. As uh, a mother of three boys, I got to say I'm a little jealous. <laughs> well, you can borrow one anytime. I mean, we can just to switch. Feel free to borrow. Yeah, we, we can, no, we're not switching. I already got enough. We're not You're switching. like, I don't need it anymore. <laughs> I'm like, what's three more? See, so you got seven kids. I had three more. You've already got the, you already got the little bus. What's the ages? My oldest is going into high school, so 14. Freshman. Yeah, he's a freshman. Oh, 14. Wow. I, I should know this. off. 11 and 7. Does it get easy as they get older? I think for boys it does. More independent. They're just so – I mean, the, I, they don't ever hold a grudge. Like, you can get mad at them. Yeah. A minute later they're hugging you. They love yeah. you. So there's no emotions. Yeah. It's a lot What's of – um, did you shower? Did you use soap when you showered? <laughs> Come here, let me smell you. There's a lot of that because boys smell. They play sports. Yes, yes. They don't understand that, you know, you're outside I don't know why for two hours of camp. I don't need... know why we go through that stage. It's every, like, every boy does it. It's like nobody wants to be around you. Go shower. <laughs> There's a lot of that. That's fun. And I'm kind of a clean freak, so there is a lot of that oh. in my house. But other than that, it's it's a lot of fun. That's fun. All right, so it's going to be a lot of fun having you around this season. Yes. Welcome back to Houston. I I mean, even though you never left, but officially welcome back. And hope to see a lot more of you around here. All right, thanks so much. Cecil Shorts on the Deep Slant Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, tune in, Stitcher, leave a review. Thanks for, so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.